Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review, bringing you our Down to Business podcast for February 23rd, 2022. Uh, with joining us today is our Amanda Andrews, our executive editor, our, our assistant associate editor. Holy mackerel! Got promotion. Wow, it's been a long week, and it's only Wednesday, and it's a short week too. Uh, and also our staff writer, the award-winning Bob Sanders. Now, Bob, first of all, it's nice to have the whole family together. Nice, it's really nice. You know, I haven't done this in a long time. Uh, Bob, you have a story that's coming out on Friday in the next issue of New Hampshire Business Review that is really kind of intriguing to me. It's about RNG or renewable natural gas that upon reading it makes me think that this is, seems like a really pretty big opportunity for New Hampshire. And can you just kind of explain what, what this specific story is about? And maybe we'll, we can talk about this topic of renewable natural gas as we go forward. Yeah, well, I just kind of was looking at a very, you know, a legislative hearing about renewable natural gas. I didn't even know that existed. So that's, uh, and I do a lot of energy issues. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so I looked into it and uh, it's, uh, it, it could be a lot of things. What it is mainly now, uh, especially in New Hampshire, because we hardly have any, but uh, is, is a landfill. Uh, the methane going off a landfill that's being burned. Uh, and that could be uh, changed into, uh, you know, uh, basically natural gas goes through the pipelines, just like natural gas. You don't have to rebuild the infrastructure or reconceptualize the grid, or it's very simple. Um, I mean, there must be, very production to get it there, but once you get it there as natural gas, it's like any other natural gas, except it's renewable. Yeah, because so because I know there's in your store you mention a specific project. Right. That's it's, it's, that that for right now it just seems to me there's just some some few little uh, users of natural gas, natural gas like UNH has a little project with the Turnkey Landfill over in Rochester, but what about this one? up in Bethlehem, which I know that's probably sending off red, red alarm bells for some people when I mentioned the waste, the f landfill in what Bethlehem, but could you just talk about what's going on over there? Well, that's that's basically what is being proposed in New Hampshire um, with Liberty, uh, is basically Liberty Utilities. Deal. Liberty Utilities <clears throat> has a deal with Casella, which runs the Bethlehem uh, 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 landfill and uh, to basically buy the natural gas. They got this company from uh, Utah that develops these things and they'll produce the natural gas and that the natural gas and then Liberty will buy it. Uh, they'll have to truck it over to the, um, to, the, uh, to the various entry points, which is like Concord and, uh, and uh, I think uh, Lebanon and one other place. Um, and uh maybe and and so uh what's what's uh what's interesting is that uh 
the uh, what what grabbed me is that talking about four percent of this one project would be four percent of of the uh, natural gas that Liberty sells. Uh, that's that's amazing. I mean, when we look at electric, you know, we look at the uh, you know electricity, and they say about electrify everything because it's all going to be you know a huge amount is going to be renewable. Well, right now we're at three percent uh, for um, for solar and one uh, one percent for solar, three percent for wind, four percent. You're, you're talking about like in terms of the total num amount of electricity we need that we use. Right. Three percent is by is from wind and one percent from solar right now. Right. Right. Four yeah. percent. And this and this right one there. project, this one project right. up in Bethlehem would provide four percent of U Liberty Utilities needs for g natural gas. Right. Did you say it? That, wow. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And and when I talked to um, uh, Sam Evans Brown over at uh, you know uh, Clean Energy New Hampshire. Uh, he says that that's that's nothing. They they expect about 15% just from landfill gas, and then there's landfill gas isn't all of 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 the uh, of the natural uh, you know the renewable natural gas or RNG. Uh, the there's you know, sources you, you can get from water wastewater uh, treatment plants. You can get it from um, farms. I mean, if you can capture some of the gas from their experiments of doing this. And then there's just compost, um, uh, you know, cow manure, there's basically anything that produces methane. They, there's a, a project I, I didn't even know about this, but we had in New Hampshire Business Review from this Hampton company uh, that's building a digesture of, with organic wastes that, uh, that and they'll capture natural gas. It's a great idea, except it's being built in New Jersey. So uh, I, the idea is that we should be having uh, some kind of rules so we can do it here. Right now, mm -hmm. he proposed this back in um, uh, in, in Bethlehem uh, last year, I think back in March or spring, and it's going in front of the PUC. So um, we We'll talk about that a little later. What what uh, yeah. what's going on with that? This seems like uh, really an amazing course. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amanda. I was just I was curious if you got any sense of more projects coming down the pipeline, so to speak, um, for the natural gas, even just other initiatives like you were talking about with just any type of gas. Do you is there a way that like we can regulate this? Because this kind of sounds like it's it would solve a lot of problems for not only electricity but you know um, environmentally friendly practices yeah there at this point I couldn't find anything else that's going on in New Hampshire um, but there are projects around the country there's about 150 projects and about 150 in the works uh, hmm. and uh, one of the reasons that we're so far behind on this is that uh, we don't have any kind of law about this. Uh, the PUC doesn't know what to do. Um, and uh, the, the project actually in Bethlehem, they've broken ground, but in terms of it going forward, uh, it's been put on hold in front of the PUC until the legislature passes a law, which is 
how this whole thing started was. So this is the law. Like, this is the bill that's in in the in the legislature right now that you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And what would uh, that Senate bill, bill 424? What would that bill do? It would just enable um, the utility uh, to purchase uh, get a contract for the gas because once you you do this, the ratepayers on the hook. Um, and there's uh, the um, there's uh, there's uh, all sorts of things that the Liberty was even thinking of eventually purchasing the the operation natural not the landfill but the the uh, RNG operation in Bethlehem uh, and um, but uh, there's, there's a lot of hesitation of utilities owning the <laughs> means of production. Uh, so uh, they're worried that they will get stiffed, you know, that they'll go sour. What happened yeah. Seabrook and what happened with this uh, spending all this money upgrading the uh, Bow uh, coal plant with the uh, scrubber. Um, and so, um, so there's reluctance on that. But even getting a long-term contract like this uh, puts rate papers on the hook. And so there has to be uh, PUC is involved and they now don't quite know what to do about this. So basically right now Liberty has this deal with Casella and the partner company of Casella for this natural gas that's going to be produced up at the landfill but it can't but it's not a it's not a, a legitimate legal deal yet because there's no legislation there's no law in New Hampshire that lets them do this yet. Well, they, they need the approval of PUC, and PUC is hesitant bef until uh, they pass this bill. And, and this, uh, bill, this bill would basically let the PUC act on the liberty request. But yeah, but the bill is more than that. It, yeah. uh, talks of, it basically gives a framework for, for, uh, for doing that, uh, RNG in the state with all the various different possibilities. It's kind of like the wind uh, bill uh, for the, there's a couple of bills that want to give the framework for how you, you know, approve wind in New Hampshire, uh, offshore wind projects. Uh, yeah, because that's a huge deal in the, in the electric market. But, you know, if you don't have this in place, you, you don't attract the projects, you don't attract the investments because people are, you know, are worried about investing in something that's uh, so, you know, where we're, we're not sure what the rules are. So, um, so, uh, and just like the wind bill, this has a lot of bipartisan support. I mean, this is Jeb Bradley sponsored the bill. Um, uh, David, I think it's Waters, uh, uh, who is a big, sponsored several of those wind bills uh, is, is, you know, is a co-sponsor. He's a Democrat. You have uh, Michael Voss, who is uh, head of the Science Technology uh, Committee, and you got uh, what's his name, Peter Samich, uh, 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 who's a Democrat, big environmentalist in Portsmouth. Him and and Voss always go head to head, <laughs> and. Uh, Kreese said, uh, Don Kreese, who's a consumer advocate, said it's, it's practically stunning that these guys are on the same bill. Uh, so, um, 
So it looks like it's going to happen. There, there is some, you know, back and forth about uh, what the, you know, what the details are. That they took out the idea that that Liberty could uh, own or utility could actually own the production facilities, um, yeah. and uh, that was, uh, you know, Don Crease was uh, from the Consumer Advocates Office was very happy about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to take a little break right now. I want to get, we'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. Hi, everybody. We're back with Bob Sanders and Amanda Andrews, the Business Review. Uh, Bob, we're talking about this uh, renewable natural gas project and this enabling legislation, not enabling, it's a legislation that would make it easier to have these projects in New Hampshire. Now, I just, I just want to take you back a little bit. It wasn't that long ago. Within the last decade, there have been a couple of projects proposed for southern New Hampshire that would have built these huge gas pipelines, natural gas pipelines that would bring the natural gas from fracking places, um, sites in, I think, New York State and Pennsylvania. And they, be, they were very controversial because they're going to go through southern New Hampshire. But the argument on, of the supporters of it, and I believe one of them was the BIA, they were very vocal about it, was that we need this gas. New Hampshire is, is vulnerable. They don't, we don't have any sources of natural gas ourselves, and we have to always get this stuff piped in from all over. We have to get it shipped in here from overseas, not liquid natural gas. So it seems to me, if there's a source of natural gas in New Hampshire, it's not at the end of the pipeline. We are the, the start and the end of the pipeline at that point. I mean, we are the place. So is there, is there that, you get a sense that people might say, this is really going to be a great thing. I mean, are there other supporters of this besides the utilities and some other like environmental types? Well, it's always good when you have uh, environmental types and utilities on the same page. Uh, <laughs> but Bradley, that's exactly what he said. It's, you know, we're at the end of the pipeline and we need to develop our own resources and anything we can do to do that would be great. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the, the problem is it's not just, um, you know, environmentally friendly. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's also a security thing. When, when the, you know, we basically, if, when the winter comes and we get those uh, polar vortex days, um, all, the, uh, all the gas has to go to heating. So there's very few that goes to 
and to electricity, which natural gas generates. It's a major generator now of, of, of electric power. And um, so if we have a source that can help with that during those days, um, then then that would be, you know, certainly a stable source. I mean, landfills are burning their their gases all the time. So so and the other thing with, about this is it's just the whole idea of you know with renewables we have to electrify everything. That was the idea because with energy with electricity you can get all these renewable uh, resources. You know like you know like solar and wind and hydro and everything but uh and and but here we have another major industry you know the fossil fuel industry uh as a possible way of getting natural you know as getting a renewable uh fuel now of course as as you mentioned earlier the there are some people who oppose it's the bethlehem landfill uh uh, who is seeking to expand, um, and uh, and they may not be happy with this kind of greening of the uh, of the landfill, kind of. Yeah, it it you know also could you talk a little bit about this about this proposal the the deal in the PUC, Liberty has a specific proposal for this. Could you, do you have any details about how that would work? How how the relationship with Casella would work? Yeah, it's basically they agreed to buy the the gas over a certain period of years. I, I think it was 17 years. I mean, this is a long term contract, uh, oh. and uh, they expect over 10 years. And um, let me get this statistic. First of all, they, they this would create some jobs about 30 construction jobs to build the apparatus and then uh then about 12 uh people a year to run it so so that's always good in north country um and uh it is i'm trying to look at the the decatherms uh the number of decatherms here 4700 uh, uh decatherms and that okay oh, that means that, nothing that, yeah, it it heats a lot of uh, it heats a lot of houses. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I think it's over a thousand houses. Uh, Only deck I so, know is here in Manchester in the mill yard is a Dean Cayman's Decca. Yeah, right. So a lot of a lot of stuff like that. But um, and then there's the question is whether we'll be a magnet for this kind of investment. What that's kind of the idea is that we can you know, develop this resource here. Because I can think of, I know that the turnkey landfill, the waste management landfills is a, is a massive uh, structure over there in Rochester. And there are several other landfills that have existed over the years that maybe, I mean, that really is pretty amazing. Now, I did notice in your story there was, he mentioned the Timberland Owners Association. Oh yeah, now, they, they have hopes why, that- why would, why would they be interested in this? Their hopes that you know they're always trying to get rid of their wood chips and <laughs> and uh, they're very crucial for the the foresting industry and so it's a possibility that you know there have been some projects where they burn wood chips they don't burn them they oxify them or whatever but they produce gas that that can be used and transferred to natural gas so wow. uh, so uh, 
there are you know now now uh, the bill by the way does um keep it uh, a cap of five percent on uh natural gas so so that there this is in a sense a pilot program um because they, they want to make sure there's no cost shifting which is always the debate in the legislature about this yeah yeah so say the legislature patches, passes and PUC's on board, this is happening. How long, did you get an idea of how long it might take until people start seeing the results of this? Um, uh, if, you know, people can start, I don't wanna say ordering this, you know, for themselves, for their homes. Um, is there a timeline that's projected for that? That's a good question. Yeah, there, there is, uh, they were thinking of the, the, the end of the year. Now, the Liberty has, most of this gas is kind of pre-sold. Liberty has three customers, industrial customers that are willing to buy this. But then they go, they're going to offer it to their regular customers. And it's a little complicated, but there is, um, and and those, those customers will be able to um, sort of request that they have these renewable natural gas. And if they, they may pay a little more for the gas, but then they, there's a, some credits they could get for it. So it might be worth it to do that. And they think it will be cheaper actually when you count the credits than, um, than regular natural gas. So they huh. expect uh, um, maybe about a small percentage, at least in the beginning, to uh, sign up. Um, and uh, I think it's about maybe as much as 4% of their residential customers and about maybe 1% of their commercial customers. Uh, of those, the 30% 30, 30 that uh, isn't pre-sold. Um, so, but they, they, they were saying the end of this year was what the hope was, but wow. now things have been put on hold. Is there is there a sense on this on this bill? You said it's got bipartisan support in the Senate, and you have the, the chair of the House Energy Committee, Science and Energy Committee. So is this? Does it look like there's clear sailing? Is the the governor supporting this? And there seems to be support. There is some uh, pushback from the uh, the. Um, the Department of Energy, the state, the new State Department of Energy, which has been kind of uh, slow or kind of, uh, they haven't been a, you know, a, a cheerleader, let's say, of renewable energy. Uh, and uh, and they, they said, one of the bills says that the PUC will look at the benefits, that non-monetary and the monetary benefits. And uh, the, uh, the the what the uh, department of energy said no just monetary that's what we want uh just the cash so um water said well you know like it's going to reduce greenhouse gases it's going to reduce you know various it has environmental benefits and they say we don't care about that we just care about how much money is this going to save <laughs> right pretty much or can you quantify it i mean there there is a whole security thing i mean that does translate into money. I guess it's very hard to figure it out, but if you know you can avoid those rising prices because you have an alternative source of natural gas, it, and it it will affect it will affect the electricity users. 
not so much the natural gas users, but so it's it's kind of complicated. And they, you know, the PUCs, they go, they have to have it down to the penny, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say this is a fascinating uh, thing mm -hmm. that's going on because, you know, it's I know you always have to, you can't look at things and saying this is going to be the panacea, but it does seem like a very uh, reasonable way to, to deal with, because I mean, right now these landfills are emitting that, that methane and that's one of the worst of all the greenhouse gases. I mean, isn't it? I mean, that basically, so yeah, this is a way of, of getting rid of that, of those emissions. And then plus you're turning it into a fuel. So I don't know. Right. And also there's emissions from methane when you frack, uh, there's a lot of yeah. leakage and all the pipelines that you're pushing. And so if you need less of that because you're producing your own, uh, and and you may be able to better capture the, the gases that are coming out of landfill than just flaring them, which is what they do now. When you flare them, that's burning them, and there's emissions from that as well. So, uh, so it's uh, basically, uh, as they say, a win-win. Uh, uh, but you know, no one opposed uh, the uh, this at the hearing. So, um, okay. That's what I'm so, really interested to see. Well, I know we're going to keep following this thing because I think it's pretty fascinating. Uh, plus, also, we should check into that company in Hampton someday, Bob, see what's going on with them. They're yeah. building projects in Linden, New Jersey. Can't be bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I should give them a call. Okay, yeah, great. I just assigned you a story. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, thank you, Bob Sanders and Amanda Andrews. Thank you very much for joining me today for the Down to Business podcast. Uh, and this is Jeff Feingold saying, be well, everybody. <laughs>